This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 202. So, as usual for this episode, being it is Sunday, November 14th, 2021, I'm covering the latest news and rumors roundup from the big four rumor sites of Canon Rumors, Nikon Rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors. So, let's start off with Canon Rumors and see what they have for us for this week. And now, on with the show. First up, Adobe adds support for the Canon EOS R3 and more. Adobe has added Canon EOS R3 RAW support in the latest updates for Lightroom and Photoshop. Along with new camera support, Adobe has also added a ton of new features in the latest update. You can read all about it on the Lightroom blog. The Canon EOS R3 is scheduled to begin shipping on November 26th of 2021, and you can pre-order your Canon EOS R3 now if you're interested in purchasing this beast of a mirrorless camera. Now, keep in mind, Canon says the R3, even though it's flagship quality, is not going to be their flagship mirrorless camera. That is more than likely going to be the EOS R1, which will be announced probably at the end of this year or in the first quarter of 2022. But again, we'll have to wait and see. Now, as always, keep in mind, you can find all of these stories in the show notes uh, for this episode on the Liam Photography Podcast website. Next up, new firmware coming for the Canon EOS R5 in the next month or so. I have been told that we can expect a firmware update for the EOS R5 sometime around the ship date for the R3. The R3 is scheduled to begin shipping on November 26, 2021. The firmware update will likely include added support for the RF 5.2mm f2.8L dual-lens fisheye VR that is scheduled to begin shipping in December of this year. The usual bug fixes are also likely. Other than that, I have no information about any additional features that may be added to firmware version 1.5.0 for the EOS R5. So you're definitely going to want to keep track of this ongoing story if you're an owner of the EOS R5. And hopefully my friend Brent Bergram is keeping track of it since he has an EOS R5 through the university that he teaches for. Next up, here are the Canon USA Instant Rebates for November. Canon has quietly started a new Instant Rebate program for the month of November. As expected, none of the newer gear announced during the pandemic has received new Instant Rebates. That said, there are still some good deals on the USR and EF mount lenses. Some of these Instant Rebates started in late October. The EF and EFS lenses available on this rebate program have been discontinued or will be soon. So the larger discounts look to be about clearing out old inventory. For the EOS R camera, the EOS R for $15.99, regular $17.99. The Canon EOS R with the 24-105 F4L ISUSM for $26.99, normally $28.99. 
and the Canon EOS R with the 24 to 105 f3.5 to 71 IS STM for $1899, regularly $2,099. On the EOS M cameras, the Canon EOS M50 Mark II with the 15 to 45 millimeter Creator Kit, $799, regular is $899. For speed lights, the Canon EL1 Speedlight 999, regular is 1099. Under accessories, the Canon Webcam Starter Kit for the EOS RP 139, regular is 159. The Canon Webcam Starter Kit for the EOS Rebel T7, T6, T5, T3, $69, regularly 89. The Canon Webcam Starter Kit for the EOS M50 Mark II, M50, M200, 69, regularly 89. Canon EF lenses, the Canon EF-S 10 to 22, F35 to 4.5 USM, 499, regular is 649. The Canon EF 17 to 40, F4L USM, 499, regular is 799. The Canon EF-S 17 to 55, F2.8 IS USM, 599, regular is 879. And the Canon EF-S 24 millimeter F2.8 STM pancake lens, 129, regular price is 149. Under the Canon RF lenses, the Canon RF 35 F1.8 IS-STM, $399, regular price is $499. Under Canon EF-M lenses, the Canon EF-M 22mm F2-STM is $199, regular price is $249. And the Canon EF-M 22mm F2-STM, $199 silver is also $199, regular price is $249. And under PowerShot, the Canon PowerShot Zoom 249 regular is 299. So now is your chance to get any of this gear while there's a bit of an instant rebate on it and before the EF series glass is no longer available. Because remember, Canon has been rapidly decommissioning or discontinuing a lot of the EF glass throughout this year. Next up, Canon Image ProGraph printers have been delayed for almost a year. The photo printers have become a bit of a niche market with all the great online solutions out there. However, if you're like me, you love doing it at home and playing with various papers and that sort of thing, like my friend Brett Bergram. Canon was scheduled to release a replacement for the Image ProGraph Pro 1000 in late 2020, but it has obviously been delayed due to the pandemic. I have been told that there is a specific part inside a photo printer that is nearly impossible to source at this time, and there's no timeline on when that issue will be resolved. The Image ProGraph Pro 1000 has been around for six years, so it's definitely ready for a refresh. If you can hold out for another six months or so, I would wait on buying one. The replacement for the Image ProGraph will add two new cartridges along with a new chroma optimizer tank. The printer will also have the ability to use rolls of paper, which has been a much asked for feature. I have also been told that there will be another Image ProGraph printer to slot sometime uh, between the Image ProGraph Pro 300 and the ProGraph Pro 1000 replacement. I don't have any more information on what that printer will be, but stay tuned as there will be more to come in the near future. Next up, the first noise test results from the Canon EOS R3 are in. The digital picture has posted the first bit of image quality testing for the brand new Canon EOS R3. The first test deals with noise from the R3 and you can compare it to pretty much every other camera out there. 
you can check out the methodology of the image quality testing at the accompanying link. I am not a pixel peeper type, but I'm quite impressed by the final results. It definitely has a more pleasing noise pattern than the R5 or the R6. And you can check out the full noise test results at the accompanying link, which you can find in the show notes for this episode. Next up, Sigma will address the RF mount in 2022. This is a CR3, so it's pretty much close to reality. I don't have a lot of reliable sources for Sigma and Tamron, which isn't for a lack of trying. One of the most asked questions I get is when will Sigma and or Tamron launch RF lenses? With my answer usually being that I have no idea. That may have changed this week as a good source for other areas of the industry told me that at least Sigma would be addressing the RF mount in 2022. While the source wasn't privy to the actual roadmap, they did think that we'd see three to five lenses announced for the RF mount in 2022. The biggest roadblock for Sigma is apparently manufacturing capabilities beyond just the issues from the pandemic. This does make some sense, as Sigma has said in the past, that keeping up with demand is an ongoing challenge. As for Tamron, I haven't heard a peep about their plans. But stay tuned as there will be more to come in the future. Next up, Viltrox has announced the Viltrox AF85 1.8 STM EDIF for the RF mount. Press release Google translated new lens from Viltrox with a Canon RF mount. The lens features high quality workmanship and the all metal construction ensures safety and durability. A large aperture and a nine-blade aperture ring allows you to achieve beautiful background blur, or so-called bokeh, which is highly valued and sought after in portrait photography. The optical construction consists of 10 elements arranged in seven groups. The construction uses one ED element with a very low level of dispersion and four SR, or short wavelength, refractive lenses responsible for the refraction of short wavelength beams. There are, uh, they are, to serve even better, reduction of chromatic aberration. The minimum focus distance is 80 centimeters. The Viltrox AF85 1.8 lens uses a quiet and fast STM silent motor. The AF speed will work well in photography and the silent drive in video, especially when filming or photographing in discrete, demanding places or situations. Weighing only 530 grams, the lens is equipped with a multi-layer waterproof Nano HD coating. The main features dedicated to the Canon RF full-frame cameras, modern design, vivid colors, great bokeh effect, one element with reduced dispersion, one a spherical element, quiet and efficient STM motor. And as usual, you'll have to stay tuned to hear more about this lens, upcoming lens as the year wraps up and we get into 2022. Next up, here's the manual for the Canon EOS R3. Canon has released the manual for the upcoming R3, which is scheduled to begin shipping on November 26, 2021. This is a 1,037-page masterpiece of a manual. Happy reading. The PDF below is compressed, and the images may not be the usual quality. Downloading directly from Canon will give you the full-resolution version. And as always, you can check that out in the show notes if you want to go ahead and download a copy of the manual and check it out ahead of time in case you're planning to buy that camera. 
Next up, Canon celebrates the 10-year anniversary of the Cinema EOS system. Canon is celebrating the 10th anniversary of Cinema EOS. It was announced ahead of NAB 2011 with the introduction of the Canon Cinema EOS C300, Canon Cinema EOS C500, and the Canon EOS 1DC, along with new Canon CN-E lenses. The system has had some ups and downs over the last decade, but I think Canon has figured the system's out and will continue to put significant resources into new camera types and lenses. I expect to see 8K versions of the Canon Cinema EOS C300 and the EOS C500 lines, as well as new RF mount cinema cameras, along with RF versions of the Samir series of prime lenses. NAB 2021 was supposed to be last month, but it was canceled due to the ongoing pandemic. NAB is scheduled to take place in April of 2022. We may not see significant cinema EOS until later in Q1 of 2022. So we'll have to wait and see what happens, but that is definitely some exciting news. And congratulations to Canon on their 10-year anniversary of their cinema line. Next up, stock notice refurbished Canon RF 24-70 f2.8 LIS and RF 70-200mm f2.8 LIS. The Canon USA store has restocked, refurbished versions of the Canon RF 24-70 f2.8 LIS and the RF 70-200 f2.8 LIS. All refurbished gear from Canon USA comes with a full one-year Canon USA warranty. The refurbished Canon RF 24-70 2.8 is $21.59, regular price is $23.99. High image quality and bright f2.8 wide-angle zoom RFL lens. Optical image stabilization up to five stops of shake correction. High speed smooth and quiet autofocus with nano USM. Minimum focusing distance of 0.69 feet or 21, 0.21 meters. Wide and 1.25 feet or 0.38 meters in telephoto. Zoom focal length. Focal length is 24 to 70 millimeters. Lens type, wide angle telephoto zoom. Image stabilization, yes, IS, and special features, it is weather resistant. The refurbished Canon RF 70 to 200 is 2519. The refurbished edition, that is, regular price is 2799. High image quality and bright 2.8 aperture telephoto zoom RFL lens, compact and lightweight. Optical image stabilization with up to five stops of shake correction. High-speed, smooth, and quiet autofocus with dual nano USM. Minimum focusing distance of 2.3 feet or 0.7 meters. Control ring for direct setting changes. 12-pin communication system, dust and water resistant with a fluorine coating. Now remember, as I warned you before, refurbished stock on the Canon USA site does not last long, especially when it's L-glass. So if you want any of these, you better get your tail over there and bust out your wallet. And last from Canon Rumors for this week, new information about the upcoming Canon EOS R5C. The Canon EOS R5C has been rumored for quite some time now, and I expect to see it sometime in 2022. Information about the EOS R5C has been lacking for the last little bit, but things are starting to heat up. Canon EOS R5C information Canon Log 3, Canon Log 2 is still being discussed. Unlimited 8K 30P recording in Cinema Raw, Light, 
XF-AVC and MP4. Time code in and out. The same multi-purpose hot shoe as the EOS R3, which will work with accessories such as the Tascam XLR module. Active cooling. 3 eighths or 1 quarter inch mounting point on the EVF for a top handle that won't interfere with the hot shoe. Full-sized HDMI port. The LCD has been moved further back to accommodate the cooling fan, so this likely means that it won't recess into the body like the Canon EOS R5. The R5C was originally rumored to be coming in quarter one of 2022. I am unsure at this time if that timeline is still accurate or not. And that is all we have for Canon rumors for this week. Now we'll head on over to Nikon rumors to see what they have in store for us. First up from Nikon Rumors, now this is an update because the original article was way out of whack. The monthly Nikon Z9 production is 3,500 cameras. Nikkei had originally misreported this story and said that Nikon was going to be producing 35,000 of these cameras per month and that they had pre-sold 400,000 models, <laughs> which was way out of whack. All right, so the Nikkei article that reported 35,000 Z9 cameras monthly production has a typo. They added an extra zero to the original number reported by Nikon in a press release. The monthly Nikon Z9 production is actually 3,500 cameras. The Nikkei article is still not updated with the correct number, which is sad. This probably also means the total number of Z9 pre-orders is 40,000 and not 400,000 as reported by Chinese social media. And it's funny because um, uh, Petapixel got this wrong. Everybody kept re recarrying the story, even though it was wrong. The original numbers, there was no way they were accurate. Don't get me wrong. The Z9 is a great camera, but there's no way in heck that Nikon pre-sold 400,000 units. They've never pre-sold that many cameras in the, the entire history of their company. Not even when they rewrote the book of photography with the D3 so many years ago. That was a runaway hit of a camera and they still never sold 400,000 in pre-orders uh, and I can't believe that none of these websites have gone back and updated the actual article they leave the incorrect version of the article up and put an update at the bottom of the page which is completely idiotic if you're not going to edit the original story to reflect the accurate information then at least put the update link at the top of the article not at the bottom Next up, Nikon Instant Savings in Europe. Uh, uh, after the U.S., Nikon also introduced new Instant Savings in Europe for both the F-mount and Z-mount gear. In Germany at Calumet and Photo Earnhardt. In the U.K. at Park Cameras and Wex Photo. U.S., the new Nikon U.S. rebates for November can be found at the accompanying link, which, of course, you can find in this article in the show notes and check all the rebates out for yourself. Next up, new software updates released for Nikon Webcam Utility, Picture Control Utility 2, and NEF Codec. Today, Nikon released software updates for Webcam Utility, Picture Control Utility 2, and NEF Codec. The Webcam Utility version 1.1.0 added support for the Z9. Uh, the cause is now stated when the web conferencing app fails to display the view through the camera lens. Ended support for macOS High Sierra version 10.13. Picture Control Utility 2 version 2.4.9 added support for the Z9. 
and the NEF codec version 1.31.2 added support for the latest cameras, and that's all it says. So not a whole lot of information, but a little bit there. Next up, firmware updates for Nikon Z50, Z5, Z6, Z7 cameras, the Nikkor Z70 to 200mm f2.8 lens, and the WR1 remote controller have been released. Nikon has rela- released these firmware updates. The Z50 firmware version 2.20 added support for FTZ2 mount adapters and the Nikkor Z24 to 120mm f4 S lens, improved face eye detection performance and the visibility of subjects and pictures taken using an optical flash unit. Uh, optional flash unit, I'm sorry. Uh, the Nikon Z5 firmware version 1.20 added support for the FTZ2, uh, the same lens and the same, okay, the same, pretty much the same as the previous one. Nikon Z6 firmware update version 3.40 added support for the FTZ2 mount adapter and the 24 to 120 lens. Flicker is less likely to appear in the display during filming when N-log or raw footage is recorded to external and HDMI video recorders at low light levels. Improved eye detection performance for auto area AF and wide area AFL. Increased the refresh rate for the focus point displayed during face eye detection and subject tracking AF. Improved face eye detection performance and the visibility of subjects in the pictures taken using an optional flash unit. Fixed the following issues. The camera would sometimes stop responding when auto was selected for set picture control in the photo shooting menu. The camera would sometimes exceed the value selected for ISO sensitivity settings, maximum sensitivity in the movie shooting menu. For the Nikon Z7 firmware version 3.40, added all of the same items as for the Z6, so no need to read them all again. The Nikkor Z70 to 200mm f2.8R VRS firmware version 1.20 added support for the following features when the lens is mounted on a Z9, camera and lens VR are synchronized for improved vibration reduction, also known as Synchro VR. When an option other than nonlinear is selected for custom setting F9, focus ring rotation range, the focus ring responds linear to focus changes between the minimum focus distance and infinity, regardless of the speed with which the ring is rotated. Fixed an issue that in rare instances would result in hybrid autofocus halting at the minimum focus distance during contrast detect AF. Nikon WR1 firmware version 1.04 added support for the Z9. When used with the Z9, the product supports display and selection of shutter speeds as fast as 1/32 of a second. Impressive. Next up, upcoming Nikkor Z mirrorless lenses, according to the latest roadmap, total of 30 Z lenses by March of 2022. There are several new lenses left to be announced from the latest Nikkor Z mirrorless lens roadmap. The three yellow squares are no surprise, but the two red squares are interesting. A new Nikkor, uh, Nikkor Z 12-28mm to and a 24mm APS-C mirrorless lens, maybe? Let's see, we're showing a Nikkor Z 24mm, possibly DX, a 26mm, possibly FX, a Z... 12 to 28, possibly DX, a Z85S F1.2, 
a Z 400 millimeter SF4, a 600 millimeter SF4, an 800 millimeter SF5.6, and a 200 to 600 millimeter F63. In their latest financial results, Nikon promised to have 30 Nikkor Z mount lenses by March 2022. That means most of the lenses listed above are expected to be released in 2022. And you can check out the entire list for yourself, of course, in the show notes for this episode. Next up, the new Nikon Nikkor Z DX 18-140mm f3.5-6.3 VR lens is now shipping. And there are some accompanying images. It is a fantastic looking lens. This new lens is now shipping. It is currently in stock at Photo Hans uh, Keskamp. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right. And other retailers. You can check availability in the U.S. at Adorama, Amazon, B&H Photo. In the U.K. at Park Cameras and Wex UK. In Denmark at Calumet and Photo Earnhardt. In Canada at Camera Canada. Additional information on the lens can be found in an accompanying article, which is in the show notes. Next up, Nikon ZFC firmware version 1.10 released. In addition to all other firmware and software updates today, Nikon also released firmware version 1.10 for the Nikon ZFC camera. Here is the change log. Added support for the FTZ2 mount adapter and the Nikkor Z24 to 120mm f4s lens. The latest firmware and software updates can be found at the Nikon Download Center, which is at a link in this article in the show notes. Next up, expected shipping time of latest Nikon products, quote, within this year. According to the Nikon U.S. press release, the latest products, the Z9 and the 100-400mm, the 24-120, and the FTZ2, are expected to start shipping within this year. I have not seen any exact shipping dates for any of the online retailers. The Nikon Z9 in the U.S. can be found at Adorama, B&H, Amazon, Pulse Photo, Service Photo. In the EU at Calumet, Netherlands, Calumet, Denmark, Photo Earnhardt, Denmark, Park Cameras UK, and Wex UK. And the Z9 can also be found at Camera Canada. The Nikkor 100-400mm at all of the same retailers. Uh, let's see, in the U.S., uh, as, uh, as well as the Nikkor Z24-120 and the Nikon ZF, or, uh, FTZ2 uh, adapter. I already reported that the interest in the Nikon Z9 camera has been extraordinary and long delays should be expected. My guess is that the Z9 will be in stock for the first time in 12 months from now. Similar reports started to appear online. And that is not surprising. With the supply chain issues, it's going to be hard for Nikon to be able to get those cameras in the hands of the consumers in a faster fashion. It's just going to take time, as we've talked about in previous episodes. Next up, Nikon announces collaborations with Nissan and ProPhoto. This just in, Nikon announced collaborations with Nissan and ProPhoto on Speedlight products and Studio Lighting products. See current Nissan and ProPhoto products. And it looks like the, two, the three companies are going to be working together uh, to produce new Speedlights and Studio Lighting. Nissan Japan LTD is a Speedlight manufacturer with a history of over 60 years since its establishment in 1959. ProPhoto AB is the world's leading manufacturer of lighting equipment for professional photographers. To date, both companies have released a large number of Speedlight products compatible with Nikon cameras. 
This collaboration with each brand will further increase the mutual compatibility of Nikon mirrorless cameras and Nissan Japan LTDs, Nissan Digital, and Profoto AB's Profoto brand of products. Alongside native Nikon Speedlight products, increased compatibility with Nissan Digital and Profoto products will further increase reliable options for Nikon camera users, expanding possibilities for their imaging expression. So definitely some exciting news there. Nissan and Profoto are both huge in the light industry. Next up, the new Voigtlander APO Scopar 90mm f2.8 SL2S lens for Nikon F-mount will start shipping on November 30th. The new lens will start shipping November 30th, according to Cosina. Additional information on the lens can be found at an accompanying link. Pre-orders are now open at Adorama and B&H Photo. There are two different versions available with silver and black trims. The matching lens hood is sold separately for $58. Next up, Nikon's collaborations with Nissan and Profoto. I think Nikon will no longer develop lighting products. Okay, so with this latest uh, announcement, the last Nikon Speedlight, the SB5000, was announced back in 2015. With this new collaboration, it looks like there's a strong possibility that Nikon will no longer make their own Speedlights. And that is a strong possibility. Um, as mentioned a moment ago, their last Speedlight was announced back in 2015, and they haven't released another one since, where Canon is still cranking out their own Speedlights on a regular basis. And last up from Nikon Rumors for this week, current DxO software discounts are ending in two days. The current DxO software discounts will end in two days. The discounts are up to 30% off, include all DxO software packages, including the latest releases, DxO Photo Lab 5, Film Pack 6, Pure Raw 1.5, and the Night Collection 4.2. All of these programs offer a free trial so that you can try before you buy. But if you want to get the sale price, you need to get on over there because the sale is going to end tomorrow, Monday, the 15th. And that wraps up everything for Nikon Rumors for this week. I'm going to take a brief break right here, and then we'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com, and you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag liamphotopodcast. And now, back to the show. And we're back. First up from Fuji Rumors, Fujifilm X-H2 rumor coming soon, and it will disappoint half of you and make the other half really happy. I'm about to write and publish an important Fujifilm X-H2 rumor. As a teaser, according to poll results we have published here, about half of you will be disappointed by that rumor, and I guess the other half would be happy. Stay tuned, the answer is coming soon, right after I've installed the first dishwasher I have ever bought in my life and just arrived at my home. 
I want to be online when the discussion kicks in here in the comments. Now, wish me luck with the dishwasher. Yeehaw. Good luck with that, buddy. Next up, breaking Fujifilm X-H2 coming with two different sensors. Recently, I wrote an article where I said that Fujifilm should do it a bit like Sony and other different, uh, and offer different sensors in the same camera. However, I also said that I don't believe that will happen. As at the recent X Summit, Fujifilm has teased one new sensor coming, not two. But, well, I was wrong. A trusted source reached out to us and told me that, yes, there will indeed be two new Fujifilm X-H2 cameras coming, as Fuji rumors already told. But the source added that the two Fujifilm X-H2 cameras will feature two different sensors. No more details were given to me for now, so I guess the question is, what does the different sensors mean? Fuji Rumors already told you that there will be a 40 megapixel sensor in the Fujifilm X-H2, so at least in one of them, if not both, will come with 40 megapixels. Maybe there will be one 40 megapixel X-Tran and one 40 megapixel Bayer sensor Fujifilm X-H2 with X-Trans for better image quality and the Bayer sensor for a more affordable X-H2 version. We have explained the X-Trans slash Bayer difference recently here in an accompanying article. Or will there be two completely different sensors with different megapixels or even different sensor technologies? Again, keep in mind that all Fujifilm announced is one new BSI stacked X-Trans sensor. So the options I see are these. Fujifilm is hiding something from us. Fuji Rumors is wrong and there will be just one X-H2 with one sensor. There will be two X-H2 cameras and both will feature a stacked BSI sensor. Another question Will both Fujifilm X-H2 have the identical body, or will the body be a bit different? Maybe one more video-centric body with external fan and selfie screen, and one more photo-centric body with the three-way tilt screen and more compact. It happens rarely, but I admit I am a bit confused at this point. If anybody out there can help me out uh, with the state of this puzzlement, feel free to contact me via fujirumor at gmail.com with real or fake email or anonymously via rumor box. You can use a nickname so I can recognize you in the future. You can also reach out to me via personal message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. So interesting that there might be possibly two XH2 versions and maybe with two different sensors. Next up, Steel's Ring EF to GFX firmware 3.04 released includes lens correction profile support. Steel's Ring has released firmware update version 3.04 for their Steel's Ring EF to GFX adapter. It added lens correction profile support for EF GFX adapter, AF accuracy, and performance updates, as well as some bug fixes. The firmware details from version 3.03 Steel's Ring added uh, uh, LCP, lens profile correction, distortion, and TCA correction, support to EF to GFX adapter, more about it below, video demos included. The CBAF focus accuracy was also improved a lot, makes it work better into GFX 50 series camera bodies. 3.04 is a quick update to add more lenses to the supported list of LCP support. More lens support will be available soon. 
2021-1108 version 3.04 added lens profile corrections for the EF 17-40 F4L, the EF 24-70 F2.8 L Mark II USM, the 24-105 F4L ISUSM, the EF 40mm F2.8 STM pancake lens, the EF 85 F1.2 L Mark II, the EF 85mm F1.4 L ISUSM, the EF 100mm F2.8 L macro ISUSM, the EF 135 F2L, the EF 180mm macro F3.5L, the EF 200mm F2L IS, the Sigma 14mm F1.8 DG HSM ART, the Sigma 24-105 F4 DG OS HSM ART, the Tamron 17-35 F2.8-4 DI OSD, and the Tamron SP85 F1.8 DI VC USD. 2021 on 10 of 20, version 3.03, one improved accuracy for CBAF and PDAF, enable work mode switching between adapter and Fuji lens simulation. For EF, the GFX Pro adapter added support for its control ring. Added lens correction profiles for the following EF lenses, the 35mm F1.4 LUSM and the 50mm F1.2 LUSM. The Sigma 135mm F1.8 DG HSM art improved PDAF performance for some EF lenses. Please visit here to download version 3.04. The firmware package was updated on November 8th, 2021. If you downloaded before it, please download and update again to fix a small bug for previous 3.04 package. So it looks like they, they released a second version of the 3.04 to fix a bug that was in the first version of that firmware release. Next up, Fujifilm FF210002 registration found, Fujifilm X-H2. Nokashida spotted the registration for a new Fujifilm camera with the code name FF210002. Quote, Fujifilm's unreleased digital camera has been registered with an overseas certification body equipped with Wi-Fi 2.4 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz, as well as Bluetooth. As we saw in the past, it can take up to six months between a spotted registration and a final announcement. For example, the X-H1 appeared six months after registration. Moreover, we are in crazy part shortage time, so I'm not betting anything right now. Fuji Rumors already told you that Fujifilm's first camera with a new sensor and processor will be the Fujifilm X-H2. So keep that in mind. This new registration certification could be the precursor for a camera announcement about six months from now. Next up, three questions regarding the Fujifilm X-H2 sensors that I have no answer yet, but you can drop your guess in this poll. Here is what Fuji Rumor said in the last months regarding the, the sensor inside the Fujifilm X-H2. There will be two versions of the X-H2. They will have different sensors. At least one of them will be X-Trans, and at least one of them will have 40 megapixels. Fuji Rumors has never rumored nor any information about a stacked sensor. That's something actually Fujifilm told us here. And Fujifilm also confirmed that X-Trans will continue. So the top three questions I will try to answer for you as soon as possible are, will both XH cameras have a 40 megapixel sensor? Will both of them have X-Trans and will both have a stacked sensor? 
just for fun, down below, a little survey where you can drop your own guess. And you can check that out in this article in the show notes for this episode. Next up, Fringer NFFX Nikon to Fujifilm Smart AF Adapter Firmware version 1.50 released. Detailed information, bug fixed. When the camera is set to manual focus mode, if AF on button is pressed for instant autofocus, even the focus indicator, the green square, is displayed on the screen, so it may actually be out of focus. Added following lenses to the tested and optimized lens list, the AF-P DX Nikkor 70-300 F45-63 GED, the AF-P DX Nikkor 18-55 F35-56 G, the Tamron SP85 1.8 DIBC USD F016 lens firmware version 4, the Tamron SP35 F1.4 DIBC USD F012 lens firmware version 3, and the Tamron SP45 1.8 DIBC USD model F013 lens firmware version 3. Uh, version three. Note, similar to Nikon FTZ, these lenses require the latest firmware to be supported. For the F016, you may use Tamron tap-in console to update it. For the F02 and F013, uh, 1.2 and 1.3, if the original firmware version is version 2, you may use the tap-in console, but if it is version 1, you need to deliver it to Tamron service to do the update. Please ask the relevant department of Tamron for more details. So, another set of firmware updates out there for adapters. Next up, the Fujifilm 2021 GFX Challenge program offers you up to $10,000 to bring your photo video project to life. Make your next great image or video with Fujifilm. Uh, with Fujifilm's help, I apologize. Grant offers up to $10,000 USD to bring your project to life. The official press release can be found on the Fujifilm YouTube channel. And it does look like an exciting competition. I did get an email about it a few days ago, uh, as I am a Fujifilm owner with the GFX 50R. So there you have it, a chance to win up to $10,000 to make your project come to life. Next up, Topaz Video Enhanced 2.6 released with native M1 support and $100 off until November 16th. All right, so Topaz launched a major update for Video Enhanced AI until November 16th. You can save $130 using our checkout code FUJIRUMOR. Video Enhanced AI 2.6 now has faster improved AI models and comes with native Apple M1 support. Upscale and enhance any video clip better than ever in record time. A detailed overview can be read in this accompanying blog post. Down below is the main list of features and video demos. Native Apple M1 Silicon support experienced 20 to 30% performance boost compared to the previous version that required Rosetta emulation. New Kronos Fast AI model built for high resolution video clips with fast motion delivering two to three times faster performance than the current Kronos version 2 AI model. New uh, Protus, Artemis, and Dion AI models optimized to be around 30% faster on Windows computers while providing improved quality compared to previous models. Refinements to these AI models also increase video quality compared to previous versions. Lots of usability improvements and bug fixes. We've made many improvements to our AI engine for improved speed and stability 
across a wider range of hardware, as well as including several helpful usability improvements. And of course, you can use the checkout code FUJIRUMOR to get an additional 15% discount on all Topaz products. So definitely some exciting updates for Topaz Video AI. Next up, holiday savings on Godox gear. Godox has launched their holiday savings website. You can grab the deals at B&H Photo here, Amazon US here, Adorama here, and Pergear here. And you can beat the rush by heading over to those websites ASAP before Black Friday and all the Christmas shopping madness starts. Next up, Nisi 15mm F4 Silver Color announced. Back in January, Nisi announced the Nisi 15mm F4 Sunstar lens for the Fujifilm X-Mount. For sample images, charts, and more, check out our previous Nisi 15mm F4 coverage. The Nisi 15mm F4 can be found at B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. Well, they made it now available in silver as well. Introducing the brand new Nisi Four 15mm Silver Edition Super Wide Angle Full Frame ASPH Lens. The lens designed to produce clean sun stars during the day or star bursts during night throughout its entire aperture range from f4 to 22. The Nisi 15 Silver Edition Super Wide Angle Full Frame Lens is a manual focus designed for either Canon RF, Sony E, Fujifilm X, or Nikon Z mirrorless mounts and consists of lens elements made of optical glass comprising one double-sided aspherical element and two extra low dispersion elements providing optical image quality and clarity. The 10 straight aperture blades uh, produce clean sun stars or starbursts from f4 to f22. The focus ring has been designed for smooth comfortable adjustments. The compact and smaller form factor design weighs just 470 grams and supports either a 72 millimeter circular filter or our Nisi V6 or V7 100 millimeter filter holder system. The Nisi 15 millimeter Silver Edition Super Wide Angle Lens is now available for pre-order from your local authorized Nisi distributor. And those are B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama in the United States. Next up, Fujinon XF 23mm F1.4 RLMWR and the XF 33 1.4 RLMWR Review Roundup. In the hope that one day Fujifilm will be able to ship those two wonderful lenses, here is a roundup about the brand new Fujifilm XF 33 and XF 23. The XF 33mm is available at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment and the XF23 at the same retailers. Uh, let's see, photography blog, the Fujifilm XF33 review, and there is the 50-50 travel log with a review of the XF33 as well, first impressions. And you can check out the videos on the official YouTube channels, which can be found in this article in the show notes, as always. And wrapping up Fuji rumors for this week, field-made stickers for Fujifilm X and GFX gear. If you want a stylish way to mark your gear and find the right lens faster in your camera bag, then you can check out the field-made stickers, which are available for Fujifilm gear. The stickers for the Fujifilm X lenses and Fujifilm GFX lenses. 
If instead you are less stylish and don't mind, go the cheap way. Try one of these at the accompanying link with a little winking smiley face. Oh, goodness. All right, and that wraps up Fuji Rumors. And now we'll head on over to Sony Alpha Rumors to wrap up this episode. First up from Sony Alpha Rumors, rumor in 2022, we will get the new A93, new A7R4, or R5, excuse me, and a third unknown model. Two reliable sources confirm that at least three new cameras will arrive in 2022. The A7R3, or I mean the A7, A93, excuse me, geez, <laughs> the Sony A7R5 and an unknown new model. I will hopefully soon be able to share with you some more details about these. And keep in mind, as I've said before, Fuji Rumors doesn't have the greatest track record with the rumors, so just take all this with a grain of salt so you're not disappointed later. Next up, new Tamron 35-150mm to 150 millimeter f2.0-2.8 to 2.8 FE reviews by Maddie Solanto, David Olaster, and Dustin Abbott. You can buy this lens at B&H for $18.99. The Tamron 35 to 150 can be ordered at B&H Photo, Amazon, Adorama, Photo Koch DE, Photo Earnhardt DE, Wex UK, and Park UK. Uh, there's two new reviews here, both posted on their accompanying YouTube channels. You can watch the videos for yourself by clicking the links in the show notes for this episode. Next up, the Nikon Z9 sensor is not only produced, but also patented by Sony. A trusted source told me that, of course, the Nikon Z9 sensor has been produced by Sony, but he also said it's patented by Sony and is Nikon, and Nikon is licensed to use it. I know this is going to create some somewhat of a dust storm, but this is what a reliable source told me. The same that hired all correct A7 IV specs. So there is a chance he is right on this one, too. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that regardless of this rumor, Sony knew well in advance about this Nikon camera. This leads me to believe Sony knows well what they have to do next with the A1 Mark II to blow away the A9 or the Z9. <laughs> next up, Sony Sin Alta announcement on Monday, November 15th. Sony posted the official announcement date. We should expect to get a new E-mount camcorder. And you can find that at the YouTube channel in this article in the show notes. Next up, Gerald Undone reviews the Tamron 35-150 f2-2.8 and says, quote, it's incredible. And you can find his review on his official YouTube channel, which of course is in the show notes. Topaz released the new video enhanced 2.6 update, $100 off till November 16th. This is a repeat uh, from Fuji Rumors, but it was also posted in Sony Alpha Rumors. Uh, you can save $130 using the checkout code RUMOR. Video enhanced AI 2.6 is now faster and improved AI models and comes with native Apple M1 support, as I said before. And there is a sample video on Topaz's YouTube channel, so you can check it out on their official channel if you would like. Next up, the Tamron 28-75mm Mark II tested by DP Review. And this is Chris's take on the updated lens. You can check it out yourself on the DP Review YouTube channel. This Tamron lens, the 35-150, can be ordered at B&H Photo, Adorama, Photo Koch DE, Photo Earnhardt DE, Wex UK, and Park UK. 
and the 28 to 75 millimeter Mark II at the same retailers in the same countries. So definitely an exciting new lens for those Sony shooters out there, including my friend Michael Hamilton. Hi, Mike. Next up, coming soon, new, quote, baby Venice E-mount camera and new PTZ broadcast E-mount camera. A highly uh, reliable source told me that he got info about two new E-mount camcorders. One is a, quote, baby Venice E-mount camera that will be announced soon. Two is the first PTZ broadcast camera with E-mount interchangeable lenses. Next up, the new Sony 70-200mm f2.8 GM OSS2 with Robbie Bullion. You can order this lens at B&H Photo for $2,798. The pre-orders are available at B&H Photo, of course, Amazon, Adorama, Bydig, Focus Camera, and Europe at Photocotch, DE, Calumet DE, Wex UK, and Park UK. And you can watch the video on the official YouTube channel and check it out for yourself. See what all the hype and excitement is all about. That is an exciting new lens for the Sony E-mount. Next up, just so you know, Sony Alpha A7S 3 will now ship only from January 7th, according to B&H Update. B&H Photo now says the camera will be in stock again in more than two months from now. Once more, this shows how big the current worldwide sensor supply issue is with a sad face. And that camera can be pre-ordered on back order for $3,498. And last up from Sony Alpha Rumors for this week, Tony Northrup, the 70-200 f2.8 lenses, Cameron versus Canon versus Sony versus Nikon versus Fuji. And you can watch this uh, video on Tony and Chelsea's official YouTube channel. Uh, the Sony 70-200 GM2 can be ordered at B&H Photo, Amazon, Adorama, Bydig, Focus Camera in Europe at Photocotch DE, Calumet DE, Wex UK, and Park UK. And that wraps up all the news and rumors for this week. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 202 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts and now on Verbal as well. You can check out the show on there. I highly recommend their platform. And also remember to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel. Subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, comment on them, like them, share them out, hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content drops. And you could do the same for Forgotten Pieces of Georgia and Pennsylvania. That would be greatly appreciated. I will be posting a couple of more unbox and review videos very soon. 
And remember, this coming Thursday's episode is the return of Miss Ellie Cat. She's going to be on the show to talk about her recent trip to Greenland and what it was all about. And trust me, it is absolutely exciting. A very exciting thing. And I also want to thank all of my recent guests, Serge Ramelli, Skip Cohen from Skip Cohen University, and Brett Bergram from the Latitude Photography Podcast. All of your episodes have been highly popular, guys. I'm still getting a lot of downloads of those episodes. Brent's episode on printing your own photos went just about almost two hours in length, but it's still been hugely popular. As I said before, I had a lot of photography students reaching out to me wanting to know when I would do an episode on printing your own photos and Brent was the best man for that episode so we got him on here last week and we talked all about it for a good one hour and 50 minutes I believe it was (laughs) all right that's gonna wrap up this episode and I will see you all again on Thursday